Oh, baby. Welcome back to Talking Sports Better Than Most. We're watching the Lady Rockets compete in the round of 32 of the women's NCAA tournament, hoping that they can make it to the Sweet 16. Yeah, it's crazy. It's been a week since we were last here, and so much has already happened in the NCAA tournament. And um, there's a lot going on, but to touch the women's bracket, the Toledo Rockets advanced in the first round. They're playing Tennessee at Tennessee. Probably not. And your Buckeyes uh, just punched their ticket to the Sweet 16s. So. And I've turned into an Ohio State women's basketball fan. That's all I got left to root well, for. Well, I mean, you might as well. I mean, if Michigan was in the Sweet 16, oh, yeah. I'd be watching I'm, them. I'm thrilled. I mean, I think it's good for Ohio State to be good at everything. It's just, I mean, there is a part of me that, I'm not going to lie to you, this NCAA tournament's been a little bit of a downer for me. Like, don't get me wrong, I've watched a lot of basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, I've stayed up past my bedtime even. But just knowing that your team, I mean, because, I mean, we've seen Just it provides like, a little more excitement. Yeah. I mean, it just, it does. So it's been a little bit of a downer, so it's good to see Ohio State, especially win a really good game at the end. And, um, you know, the Rockets, obviously, it's great for Toledo. It's great for their coach. It's great for the city, their program, everything. They um, scheduled some good teams. They played Duke at home. They went up to Michigan and played. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so it's good to see Toledo on the map. And I just think depth-wise, probably Toledo's going to get outmatched. But, um, you know, st- stranger things we've seen have happened already <laughs> in yeah. the past weekend. So anything can happen. So we'll update you at the end right now. They're hanging in there. It's early in the first quarter. We'll see what happens. But, Steven, um, your bracket is not butchered. You've got some teams left, so that's good to see. Um, three of the four left yeah, TC. in your bracket, and I only got two of the four left. Um, but we at least still have our national champions. They're Bama and Texas. But, um, for now. For now. So let's get Could started. Change quickly. <laughs> yeah, let's get started. We'll start in the east, and Purdue goes down to Texas, I mean, to FDU. Um, FDU. Did I, pick, did I pick Purdue to go that far? Um, nope, you no. had them losing. In the Sweet 16, yeah. so I didn't, um, I didn't hurt too much. So obviously FDU took the, the nation by storm. Um, it's great for them. It's a university that struggles, it looks like, to get a lot. Yeah. Um, and in a couple of years, they're going to get a lot of money and a lot of more publicity. And um, what did you think about Purdue? And I guess we can lump this all together, but the Big Ten as a whole, once again, absolutely gets rocked in the tournament besides Michigan State. And actually, uh, before I, I let you ramble on for a minute about the Big Ten, I, I do think something is interesting. I was listening to CBS Sports Radio this morning, and they were talking and criticizing the Big Ten. And, you know, I was thinking about it. Like, up and down the court, very few of our Big Ten teams run up and down the court. And full court pressure seems to be a major issue in the mm-hmm. Big Ten. I mean, Ohio State was absolutely. Ohio State had no idea what to do. Michigan struggled with it in the NIT the other day, even. Struggled like, would be a loose term in the definition, but okay. So, bottom line is what I'm saying is, you know, in the NCAA tournament, teams are pressuring them. They're running up and down the court. The mm-hmm. Big Ten looks slow and outmatched. Um, but again, Purdue takes it on the chin. All the Big Ten teams, except, of course, Izzo. We joke about March, but obviously, Tom Izzo has done a good job with Michigan State, getting them every year. I do think their bracket really is favorable for them, um, probably to get even to the Final Four. But um, what was your take on Purdue, and what's your take on the thoughts of why does the Big Ten? I thought once the Big Ten get out of Big Ten play, it helps them because they're playing against teams that are they're not slugfesting. But mm-hmm. I think someone in the Big Ten's got to change something up, or I agree. I think we got some issues. 
Well, I mean, I think we kind of talked about it. Um, <clears throat> and I don't think it was, I mean, obviously a 16 to one seed, it only happened once before Purdue. Um, so obviously is it a surprise? Of course, but was it the most surprising thing I've ever seen in sports? Absolutely not. I mean, we knew all year that Purdue was, was really just a, a one man wrecking crew. Um, and I told you it's a lot easier to stop a, a center, a big man than it is to stop a guard. Um, so the way I saw it playing out, honestly, I, I really was not surprised in the fact that if you just watched Purdue other than Zach Eady, I mean, they looked like they were not ready. They didn't look like they were comfortable. I mean, they looked like they had absolutely no confidence. I mean, you're seeing air balls from guys that... I mean, these guys, they're not bench players. These are guys that have started and played all year. So, I mean, the, for them to really go out there and throw up a few air balls the way they did, they didn't look comfortable, and they looked like they were just... Wanting to uh, just pass play hot potato to Zach Eady as quickly as they could. Um, I mean, it's just, I think Zach Eady, I know that sounds stupid, but kind of hurt them in the fact that uh, they knew all year that they could just kind of defer to Zach Eady, and that's how they could win games. And um, it's not always going to work that way. I mean, props to Fairleigh Dickinson. They played, the, they played Zach Eady really well. Obviously, they had no one anywhere near his size and height, uh, but that didn't let them stop him. Uh, or at least slow him down. I mean, that's the thing that you got to do. It's not that you're going to stop Zach Eady. It's not that you're going to stop the opposing team's best player. But if you can make him work really hard to get 15 points and so on, um, it's just going to tire him out. Um, and also another thing was, since they were so much shorter, I mean, the person that he was guarding was going to be so much more athletic than him. Right. I mean, if they could have somebody that can shoot the threes that's matched up against him, I mean, you should be able to win that, win that um, matchup as long as they're making their shots. Um, they're probably going to get at least a few open threes. So um, I guess it wasn't really that big of a shock to me. Um, regarding the Big Ten, I mean, I think it's interesting if you look at, like, um, the women's OSU team. I mean, they pressure and they do the full-court pressure. I don't know if they do this all game, but they do it a lot more often than most teams do, at least. And it seems to work. I guess their their press is, uh, given, gives everyone issues. So, um, I mean... I don't think that the Big Ten <clears throat> exactly needs to do anything totally different. I mean, the Big Ten probably isn't considered a, <clears throat> a basketball league. Um, but, I mean, the Big Ten has done a lot of things. They just haven't won a national championship, national championship other than Tom Izzo in 2000. I mean, they've had – I know Michigan State made it in 2009, 2010. Ohio State made it in early 2000, mid-2000s. Michigan made it twice. Um I guess I don't know if anybody else has made it in the Big Ten. Yeah, I don't think so. No, Wisconsin. Wisconsin 2015 I lost the national championship. Detroit, no, uh, Duke. Oh, well, that's okay. um, so, I mean, they've had their fair share of success. It's just obviously for the last 25 years it's been dominated for the most part by uh, Tom Izzo. In the last 10 years it was Michigan mainly being the team that led the Big Ten. But um, obviously a couple of years where Ohio State was absolutely one of the better teams in the country. Michigan, Michigan State, so um, I don't know. I just think it's, when you think about the Big Ten, at least, you think of probably more football than you do think basketball. Um, I mean, if, if you're asking Ohio State and Michigan, um, where <laughs> where's the pride more probably in football? I'd have to go on a limb and say. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's just it's tough. Um, I don't know if there's really any conference that's really just dominating it. I mean, if you think about it. Um, Miami's ACC. I tell you what, though the the conference with um that you were telling me about with Marquette, they were yeah. they got um a few teams up, three teams East. I think, right? Yeah. So um, you've got UConn, you got Xavier, 
and Creighton. And the SEC's got some teams. Alabama, uh, Texas. We're not Texas, not the Big Twelve. Uh, yeah. Arkansas. Arkansas. Um, and Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee, yeah. So, and... But Illinois hasn't been a powerhouse just till no, recently, so... Well, I mean, and Arkansas... The, the last five years, the Big Ten, though, has taken it. Well, they just... The problem is they're only getting one or two teams past the first weekend at max. Um, they're getting a lot of teams in there. They just can't um, seem to kind of uh, get it figured out past that point. Yeah, I think that full-court pressure thing, though, they talked about on CBS Sports. I didn't think of it until the, the analyst was talking this morning, and I yeah. thought to myself, you know what? They're right. Like... I mean, we got. Well, it's not that they don't do it. It's just that I think some teams now. Nah, I mean, you're not going to press until you you're, you only press off a make. Right. So you don't press off a miss. Um, but I do think the big. But I think is more. Well, I mean, if you think about it. Slow. I, well, I mean, you think about it. Tom Izzo always is known for his rebounding and his transition offense, and I mean, I agree with you in the fact that, I mean, personally, to me, as long as you're in shape, you don't have to be better than the other team. As long as you can uh, physically rebound and then run the run the transition game, I mean, you could almost beat anybody. Because if you could just run them up and down the floor, that's basically what uh, Fairleigh Dickinson was trying to do against Purdue, was just run um, and, and tire out Edie that way. And, and they did. They did, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you looked at the game, it's not that... Uh, I mean, at times, they kind of, yeah, threw doubles at him once he got the ball, but they were stopping him from getting the ball because he was tired. Yeah. So, I mean, it shows you that there's ways to stop that and beat that, and obviously... Unfortunate for Purdue. Yeah, so once again, Matt Painter, Painter has had a rough couple of years. He's he's lost in the last what? I think they said last three seasons he's lost to a a 15 seed, a 16 seed, and a 13 seed yeah, or a 14 seed. I mean, it's just rough considering the fact that the success that they've had um, in the Big Ten and last year the, the good years that they've had. And this year, yeah, who did they lose to? Oh, they lost. To, did they lose to uh, St. Peter's last year? Yeah, but it wasn't in the first round. I think it was later in the. Yeah, I think it was the. What was it? Might have been the second, second or second third run, Yeah. But last year they had Zach Eady and they had Jaden Ivey. Okay, I don't know. Changing the subject, I don't think that was the right call in the Toledo game, but that's what it is. What about, um, what do you think about Michigan State? I think that bracket opens up really nicely for them. They're going to play a tough Kansas State team. But um, what do you think? I think um, if there was a team that they match up well for, probably is Kansas State. Um a guard-oriented team. I mean, their best two players are guards. Michigan State's best players are guards. Um, they're defensively strong in that position. I mean, Aikens, whole guard, and um, I can't think of the point guard's name right now. Uh, Tyson Walker. I mean, that's what their calling card would be, probably. Their best... Uh, they would be known more, prob- I mean, other than Tyson. I mean, Aikens is an athlete, but whole guard is certainly known for his defense, not his offense. So... Um, I think it's going to be a, probably a really good game. Um, should be fun to watch. Um, I think that the the it, it, I think it'd be interesting to watch. Who, I'm assuming they'll put Hogard on Keontae Johnson, and then Noel and Tyson Walker and Jade Nakins will go at it because Noel is pretty short, but he is an absolute stud, and Keontae Johnson is was a stud all year. So should be fun to watch. Um, yeah, we'll see if a Big Ten team stays alive or the Big Ten team is out of it. All right, we'll make some predictions in a little bit. Let's go up to the north, up north. Let's go to the south. I'm saying no, up the bracket. Um, Alabama's in firm control um, of that bracket, but there's obviously Cinderella. Princeton, the 15 seed, knocks out my national, well, 
national runner-up Arizona, um, and then goes on to dominate Missouri. And now Princeton is in the Sweet 16 against Creighton. That's an interesting matchup. Yeah, that's not a matchup you thought you'd see in the Sweet 16, but, you know, that's what happens. So, But it's funny. Not many people are talking about Princeton. Like, I mean, usually they get going with the Cinderella. Maybe this weekend will be more of a talk of Cinderella. But yeah. Princeton, they were firing up threes yesterday, folks. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I forget the kid's name. is He was down in threes. Yeah. So what's surprising in that Alabama bracket so far? I mean, I don't think there's anywhere else. Well, Baylor in the and they surprised me in, in the wrong way. Um, I mean Baylor in the conference that they're in. I mean with Kansas, uh, Kansas State, Texas, Iowa State. Um, I don't know if I'm leaving anybody else out of their conference, the Big Twelve. Um, they, I definitely thought Baylor was going to be do more than they did, but I tell you what, they, they didn't look good um, against UC Santa Barbara. Kind of just, I mean, that was a close game the whole time. Yeah. Um, and they were losing for a while. And then they looked, they didn't look like they were the better team on Sunday or Saturday or whatever day they played Creighton. Uh, Creighton looked like the better team. They absolutely deserved to win. Uh, Creighton was the better team without question. Um, so Creighton impressed me a little. I definitely did not, was not as high on Creighton as, um, actually I think I had NC State beating them in most of my brackets. Um, so Creighton, Creighton has definitely impressed me. Um, and then... Uh, Princeton. I don't. I don't think there's anywhere else to go with it. Um, I thought Princeton. I told you I kind of thought they were pretty good in the. I wasn't as high on Arizona until I looked at their ranked, first ranked teams. Um, they were amazing. Their record, um, and I just thought maybe I would trust that, and that was a mistake, um, to say the least. Uh, so Princeton, I mean, and, and then, I mean, a lot of times it happens where you get that Cinderella upset, and then they kind of just lay an egg, or they look like the worst team. Um, they're the, the, the team that's not the better team is the other team that they're playing. Um, and Princeton looks like the better team; they look better than Missouri. Um, so, I mean, could we have another St. Peter's in back-to-back yeah. years? Um, I I, I, and I don't know. Alabama's the clear-cut favorite. Yeah. We'll see if we'll anybody see. can knock them out there. But um, I think if Princeton can stay out of foul trouble. I don't think they have the depth that Creighton has, or certainly not like Alabama. Uh, but, I mean, their starters are good. Right. I mean, I, I think it's that simple. They don't may not have more talent than most of the teams, but they play together really well, and uh, obviously are a really good team. So, um, fun to watch. I'll be rooting for Princeton. Um, I'm sure they'll be a pretty big underdog. Creighton obviously has looked really good, so I uh, wouldn't be surprised if Creighton was a pretty big, un- or a pretty big favorite, so... Let's go out west. We will have a new national champion this year as Kansas gets knocked off by Arkansas in a really game that Kansas actually dominated until kind of the final 10 minutes of the game and things just kind of fell apart for them. Um, and I think, to me, you got the team to that if I had to pick a national champion right now, UConn might be that team. They've looked dominant. Um, UConn will play Arkansas. And Gonzaga and UCLA, the rematch. You remember the last oh, time yeah. these two met, the half-court shot yeah. for Gonzaga, I believe, to win, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when UCLA tied it up. So, um, Thanked it in. The number two, yeah, the number two seed's still there. The number three seed's still there. Um, and then the number four seed's still there. And then just Arkansas. So um, any surprises to you? Are you surprised Kansas is out? I mean, I didn't have Arkansas beating. I, I had I had Arkansas beating Illinois in most of my brackets. I don't think I did this one because I went with the Big Ten and foolish of me. 
Um, but I had Kansas, I think, probably winning in every single one of my brackets. You did have um, St. Mary's beating Kansas. Still. Yeah. But um, I had Kansas, at least in my uh, Sweet 16 or Elite 8-8, um, and probably every single one of them. So um, that one hurt a little bit, but I think that hurt a lot of people. I think Kansas was kind of projected to win a lot of games, at least in the tournament. Arkansas. So far, I guess this would be, well, I mean, looking at the numbers, I mean, the, the, the right side of the brackets have gone more chalk than anything here. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got three of the top four seeds um, besides Arkansas. And Arkansas had a good run last year, if you remember, in the tournament. Yeah. Um, I think two years ago, too. I think during 2021, they had a good run. And Gonzaga was down TCU in the first half of that game. Timmy came on strong, dropped the F-bomb yesterday, saw on, on, on the network I heard um, afterwards. Oh, are you um, talking about Timmy, or are you talking about the Florida Atlantic player? No, well, both of them dropped. Oh, okay. The, yeah. I didn't say anything about Timmy, one, I guess. Yeah, Timmy did. But the and then they said, don't worry, we'll watch it on yeah, TV. That was the FAU player, right? Yeah. Um, so... Um, That'll be a fun rematch, I think, to see UCLA-Gonzaga. Uh, again, maybe finally Gonzaga's year. They're not the favorite. Um, I don't think they're the most... I don't think they're the best team. And this is a really interesting thing. With me saying that, last, this morning on CBS Sportsnet Radio, they were criticizing kind of that the best team usually doesn't win the NCAA tournament. You agree mm-hmm. with that? Um, I guess it depends on... Are you saying, like right now, Alabama's the best team in in, in college basketball, mm-hmm. and they're saying that in most years the best team doesn't win. Well, I mean, obviously every year could. I mean, say Brandon Miller gets hurt and he's done for the rest of the tournament. Obviously, that changes things. So I guess it depends on obviously you know health and injuries. That's just sports in general. So I guess there's really no reason to even bring that up because anyone can get hurt at any point. I guess what I'm saying is if UConn won the national championship this year... I would not say they're the best team in the country. That's what I'm saying. We would say, I mean, if anything other than a two or one seed wins, and I think a lot of the time, I'd be interested. I should go back and look and see if we can get the what what seeds have won the national titles. Maybe as you're talking in the next one, I'll look and see if I can find that. But I just thought that was an interesting thought concept. Like, does the best team win... Uh, I disagree with that statement. I think the best team is more than not going to win. Um, It just depends on what you're saying. Are you saying the overall season best team? Are you talking about who's playing the best in March and April? Because, I mean, certain teams have got hot that weren't, you know, the number one team in the country, but they got hot late in the year and then went on to, I mean, like UConn in 2015, I think it was, in 2011, I think it was. I mean, when they had Shabazz Napier and then they had uh, Kemba Walker, um, they were pretty solid they weren't even like anywhere near the top of the conferences they were in in the big east and then went on and won the big east and yeah, then won wish, the national championship so i, I mean i, I guess have, it depends on what your I wish take I of best team is but i just look last year kansas was a one seed 2021 baylor was a one seed we all know what happened in 2020 virginia was a one seed in 19 villanova one seed in 18 carolina in 17 like, I mean, how can you not say that they're not the yeah. best teams if they're the ones? So I disagree with the fact that most teams, the best the team is The last time in 2000, last time a one or two seed didn't win, this is a really good thing, I wish I would have known this, was 2014 when Connecticut won the national championship. Yeah, yeah so, so that's what I was talking about. And then Connecticut um, in again, 2011 yeah. as a three seed. What did I just say? I know. I just mentioned those two teams. I just so. am shocked. That's what I mean. Like, so I guess it, to me it depends on what you mean by best team. Or are you talking about the best team at the and current moment, Michigan was a three seed when they won. Yeah, so um, 
I think, yeah. So, like, what I was trying to say was, and I was trying to get to was, I mean, if you look at, like, Michigan in 2018, they went to the national championship game. Were they the best team in the country? Absolutely not. But they were one win away from winning the national championship. So, I mean, I can say I watched Michigan play two national championships. The first one in 2013 that they lost, I could argue with that. I still think that they were the better team, but they lost. And I think Van, or not Van, but Louisville was still one of the top teams in the country. I don't know if they were a one or a two seed. Obviously, it must have been because you didn't mention them. So, um, obviously, I think, are there outliers that get to the national championship game? Yeah. Or at least the Final Four. I mean, look at Loyola Chicago. They were, what, 11 seed? Mm-hmm. St. Peter's the lead eight last year. So, 15, a 15 seed, first time ever. Um, so, and then UCLA in 2021, they were a play-in game. They were an 11 seed, Final Four. And they were one shot away from having overtime and potentially going to a national championship game. So, um I think uh, the best team, I shouldn't say the best team, but I should say one of the top probably five best teams in the country wins it every year. Right. Five or one or two seeds pretty much wins it every year. So, um, yeah, I disagree with the statement. Whoever said that. And let's go to the Midwest where Chalk has basically prevailed. You got Xavier, Texas, Houston, Miami was the five seed. They just beat Indiana, kind of dominate them last night as the four seed. The bottom line is chalk is hold here, held for the most part. Houston is still now two wins away from playing the Final Four in their backyard. Um, I can't really ask you, was anything surprising you in this? Because it fell, um, looking at your bracket, um, pretty much the way you saw it besides having Indiana. Um, so no surprises there. Um Houston, though, let's talk about that for a minute because they were in a dogfight with Auburn. Yeah. They were down 10 they were down, I know because I had the fucking bet on Houston, uh, Auburn to win some money, um, but Houston obviously dominated the second half. I don't know if it was they more. like a different team. Yeah, I mean, I think them getting Sasser back definitely helps. I mean, he, I don't know if he's their best player, but he's definitely one of their top two then. Um, and he he played well. He came out and shot the ball well, and Houston dominated that second half from, wonder, from start to finish. If you might um, look back at that and say that that half of basketball um, maybe didn't awaken a giant. And maybe I, mean, I don't know if it woke a giant, but I think that... Um, well, I gave Houston, I think, that energy and that lift that they needed. Well, they needed Sasser back. There was no question about that. I mean, if they didn't have him back, I don't think they'd win that game. Uh, I mean, I don't know what year he is, but he's definitely got to be at least like a sophomore or junior that veteran experience really helps now, obviously, late in the year. Everyone knows that. But uh, a team that surprised me was, first off, Pitt, uh, beating Iowa State the way they did. They only gave up 41 points in the entire game. Xavier looked pretty bad against Kennesaw State uh, and then absolutely just shoved it down their throat against Pittsburgh. I mean, they had more points in the first half than Iowa State had the whole game. So uh, Xavier really shot the ball well. They have a good guard who shoots the ball really well. Um at least he did the least against Pittsburgh. Um, and props to I think Penn be, State. Probably, yeah, I'll tell you what. Remember, a team that, a team that Texas A&M was going to dominate. Well, I told you. I watched him, and I, I wasn't really that impressed with tech, or Texas State. Texas A&M, I mean. Uh, couldn't get it done for Jimbo. Uh, but, I mean, props to Penn State. They're, they're going to extend uh, that coach. I think that, uh, they're going to keep him for as long as they can. He's done a really good job in the end of the year. That might that, that could be the thing that, you know, lifts up that, that program. I mean, they were on the edge of maybe not making the tournament and then almost won the Big Ten tournament and then beat Texas A&M. And I tell you what, they could have beat Texas. I mean, that was it was an incredible um, two-week run, three-week run for Penn State. They closed out the last couple of games, some really tough games. They won them. 
on the road. They beat a couple teams in the Big Ten tournament, obviously, and then beat Texas A&M. So uh, Penn State, tremendous end of the season for them. At least one Big Ten team you can truly say, you know, um, they lost to a really good Texas team, and there's absolutely no shame in what they how they ended the year. Let's make some predictions. Alabama, San Diego State. Um, I'm going to go San Diego State. I watched them play against Ohio State back in Hawaii. Um, I think San Diego State has, they play great defense. Um, Alabama, I thought, was a little sluggish against Maryland. Um, now, I'm not going to lie to you. If this becomes a shootout, San Diego State doesn't have a chance. But San Diego State plays defense. I think it's going to um, upset Alabama. Um, it's offense. And I think San Diego State pulls the upset and beats Alabama. I was just going to say this before you made the pick. If anyone picks San Diego State over Alabama, I'd be fucking shook. And then, then you do it. They got a good defense, I'm telling no, you. No, I'm not saying they don't. But I don't think they have any chance of stopping Alabama. Um, I mean, Alabama truly, I would say, has the best offense in the country. And I don't know if there's really a question about it. Obviously, if they're not shooting the ball, it doesn't really matter. I do agree with you that Alabama... Didn't look very good, and to be honest with you, for the most part of either game, but it's hard for me to believe that they're going to play kind of poor at best again. Uh, so if that's just my team, opinion. If there's a team that's set up to beat Alabama, it may be San Diego State. I just don't think they have anybody that can match up for Brandon Miller. Yeah, that'll be interesting. And then quarterly, they got a, got a good big man. I mean, they've, they they shoot the ball extremely well. You Some heard good guys. me, folks. Princeton, Creighton. I'll go Princeton. Why? Um... They shot the three well. I don't think many people are talking about them. I think they they don't necessarily backdoor you to death like some of the Ivy League schools you think of. They do, but um, Creighton looked wonderful against Baylor. I was never high on Baylor to begin with. I love the run of Princeton. I just think it continues. I think Princeton goes to the Elite Eight. Uh, once again, I'm going to go in a different direction. Um, I wasn't high on Creighton, but after watching them, uh, they have a really good guard. I don't know what his name is. Um, and then they have that big man, big, tall, white dude. Um, and I just don't think Princeton – Princeton's best player to me is their big man too, but um, I don't think he quite is the match for Creighton. I think Creighton gets it done. Um, pretty solid uh, setup for them to go to the Elite Eight. Florida, Atlantic, and Tennessee. Tennessee is surviving even with the player injured. Um, I think Florida Atlantic looked good. I know FDU made a run at the beginning of the um, second half yesterday, but I think FAU's got the athletes. I think they'll run with Tennessee. I think FAU upsets Tennessee, and they make it to the Elite Eight. Thinking about it right now, do I think the better team is Florida Atlantic? No. Um, I, it pains me to watch Tennessee win. I don't know if you watched a Tennessee-Duke game. Um, I did not watch it. I tell you what, I think Tennessee is the dirtiest program in college basketball. Um. I, I It really bothered me watching them beat Duke. And I'm not even a Duke fan, and I don't care about Duke, but I really don't like the way Tennessee plays. Um, I mean, they're starting with their center. He's just the dirtiest player in college basketball. Him and him – and, I mean, even Brad Davison didn't do the shit that, that he does, Plavlich or whatever his name is. I mean, if you're not looking, he's just going to throw you an elbow. And it's not a basketball play. It's just an elbow. Um, and then he's going to try to run you over. None of those things that he does are basketball plays. Um, I would love to see nothing more than Florida Atlantic take care of business over Tennessee. The only way that I think that they can beat them, shoot three ball well and absolutely run them to death. Um, Tennessee is a way bigger, stronger, um, 
not faster, but way bigger and stronger um, team than Florida Atlantic. But like I said, if they can shoot the ball well and run the floor, run them to death, I'd take Florida Atlantic. But that being said, I'll take Tennessee. Izzo, I want to throw up. Izzo beats Kansas State, and Tom Izzo is a Florida Atlantic win away from yet another Final Four. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Um, this one's tough. Um, the only reason that I'm going to go with Kansas State is I think they have two of the better guards in the country. Um, Michigan State doesn't quite have a big man. Um, and to me, they rely on just going to the hoop, and I don't think that they're going to be able to do that against the Kansas State guards. I think these are going to be the two best guards that, Kansas, uh, that Michigan State's gone up against all year. Um, I think this could be a really good game. Uh, I would say Kansas State probably wins by three. I think this probably provides, in my opinion, probably provides the best matchup of the Sweet 16. I think just the two teams, they just, I think this could be the best matchup of the Sweet 16. Yeah, that's a good game. I think Izzo wins FAU next on the line. Next up, Houston, do they continue their run? You know, I've been high on Miami because they were always the underdog. I thought Indiana would win, though. I'm going to be honest with you. I want to see Houston Houston in the Final Four. My heart's with Houston. I want to see him play for Jim Nance, for Fred Couples in Houston. I don't care who they're playing. I'm picking Houston. End of Houston score. by a million? That's right. Doesn't matter. Uh, so this one's tough. I'll go with Houston. I think probably six times out of ten, Houston wins this game. Um, I think Miami's got a couple of really, really good guards. Jim has always got them playing well, it seems like, recently. Um, good coach. I think Houston probably, like you said, not that you woke up a sleeping giant, but I think that they're going to get things figured out, play some of their best basketball now. Um, they know they have to. They're not the most talented team, I would say. But they got they just have a bunch of really good players um, I don't think they really have, like, the best player in the country, but they just got a bunch of really good players that um, I think get the job done. Xavier looked really good, um, and Texas kind of floundered a little bit over Penn State. I still like the Longhorns. I think they shoot the ball well. Um, I think they got good depth. Um, I'll take Texas over Xavier because I think Sean Miller still coaching is a travesty in itself. Um, the man should be barred from coaching in the NCAA tournament, in NCAA basketball period. But he's back at Xavier, and it would be nothing better than see the eyes of Texas play Houston for a right to go to the Final Four. Wow, that would be a big one. So um, I think I think Xavier is more um, – I think Xavier plays better basketball. I think Texas just has better players. Um, I think better players is going to prevail. Uh, I think Xavier probably played their best game against Pitt and beat them up pretty good for the most part of the entire game. I think Texas, not that they woke up a sleeping giant like Houston, but I think Texas kind of had a little bit of a wake-up call where they were kind of leading most of the way, kind of had that comfortable lead, and then Penn State came back and actually took the lead at one point. Um, and then Texas did end up closing it out. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go Texas over Xavier because they just I think they have better basketball players. Arkansas and UConn. UConn's been the most dominant team probably. Um, so far in the tournament, Arkansas, Cinderella story, it's like they made it sound like Coach was excited. Took a shit um, off. Yeah, the hogs are rolling. There's nothing better than a big hog. Um, well, um, I don't care about that because I'm going UConn. The Huskies might be my national championship favorite right now. 
I completely disagree with the whole national championship love, but that's beside the point. Um, I'm going to go in a different direction than you. I'm going to go Arkansas. Arkansas just beat a really good Kansas team. I know they're without Bill Self, but they still have some of the best players in the country. Uh, Jalen Wilson is absolutely one of the best players in the country. Um, I'll go Arkansas over UConn. I think Arkansas is the more athletic team. Um, they play with more pressure defensively. I'm going to go Arkansas, and I'm going to go with another uh, shirt off after the end of the game. And then to me, Eric Musselman is going to show his muscles to the entire nation. And to me, the game of the weekend is UCLA Gonzaga. Um, yep, folks, I'm back. I'm back. back on the Zaga. I'm back in the bandwagon. I want to see Gonzaga make it. I think UCLA though has the overall better team. Um, and as much as this pains me, I think UCLA is going to beat Gonzaga. We are really going in different directions. Um, and I just changed my mind in the last two seconds. I think Gonzaga is going to win. Um, I'm not sure why I wasn't so high on them as I was, but, um, I think Gonzaga takes care of business. I think UCLA I is... I changed my opinion. Okay, well, at least you should do it now um, before the game starts. Um, I think Gonzaga wins this game. I think they just got a bunch of... Obviously, Drew Timmy is better than I think any UCLA player that they have. They have Hawkes and they have um, Eric T- Tiger Campbell, whatever his name is. Not Eric Tiger Campbell, I think his name is. Um, I, think those, I think those two don't compare to Timmy. And then Gonzaga's got a few other guys that just are really good basketball players. Give me Gonzaga. Um, I think that they, I think UCLA is just a, blah. Like I, I'm not as, I mean, they, they kind of struggle against Northwestern, and I'll tell you what, I think Northwestern's not good. Um, give me Gonzaga. I'm on the bad wagon. Me too. I'm going Gonzaga. All right, here we go. My dream, what I think the Final Four is going to be, I think Houston's waltzing to the Final Four. I am going to change my mind. I'm going Gonzaga on the Final Four. I think San Diego State beats Princeton to go to the Final Four. And Tom Izzo back in the Final Four. The Big Ten might not have many teams left, but Tom Izzo and the Spartans are in the Final Four, and they just got to beat San Diego State to play for a national title. So, for me, I'll go Alabama in the Final Four versus Kansas State, and then Houston versus Gonzaga. All right, so we got one side of the bracket, and the other side we're completely different. Next week at this time, we'll have our final four matches set. Correct? Yep. Um, we'll have the final final four, four and then the championship on Monday night, and the Masters Thursday. It's just a few days away after that. Wow! So get ready, folks. Okay, so well, the NCAA tournament has obviously taken over everything. We do got some NFL news. Um, what are we talking about? Ed Cooley. Ed Cooley going to Georgetown, Rick Pitino being hired by St. John's. I think the Ed Cooley move is a little odd to me. Um, I don't think, I think this is just a horizontal move for him. I mean, the only reason I think he's leaving the program is because he, I think he's, his time is done in Providence. I don't think he's really taken him. He hasn't, in my opinion, taken him to the next level. Um, Georgetown obviously has more history than Providence, so maybe that's why. And also, I just, I, I think he had to move out because I think, they were kind of tired of his ceiling. Though, you know, is higher in Georgetown, if you ask me. Yeah, I mean, I think Georgetown is the more obviously Georgetown is way more history in their program, um, but he'll have a lot of work to do on his hands. And Rick Pitino, obviously, he um, seventy years old. We talked about going to 
Um, obviously, St. John's, a, a good basketball program. Obviously, more it's a mystery on that one as well. Iona. But, well, yeah. Um, obviously, he just feels like he's got something left to prove. So that's what he's going to do. And the University of Michigan's basketball season came to an end Saturday as well. No, we're not even talking about it. Um, season ended. Season ended, folks. All right, now let's talk NFL news. We have some big announcements. Probably the biggest one is that Aaron Rodgers has announced that he wants to be a New York Jet. They have not finalized the deal yet. So, Stephen, will you be rooting for the Jets this upcoming year? You kidding me? I want to root for them. I would have rooted for the Jets more before Aaron Rodgers was there. Before, I mean, because he's not there, I guess. I shouldn't say that. But, honestly, why would you, I don't know. I just don't even have any idea of why anyone would want to. I mean, they really have, the Green Bay Packers are screwed because they don't want Aaron Rodgers, really. And Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to play there. So they can, basically any team can get whatever they want in return for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I mean, they can, they can kind, of, they can just, they have the higher um, ground. Because I mean, they are, the Packers are trying to get rid of him. Right. So I mean, any team that's willing to take it um, can basically give him, give the Packers nothing. Yeah. And the Packers have to take it because they can't not trade him. They have to trade him. Yeah. Otherwise, you have to pay him what sixty million dollars, and they won't even play. I don't know what's going on. I, Green Bay's going to be in a world of trouble. I mean, that's the bottom line. The Jets are going to get all the publicity now. But they play in one of the tougher divisions in football, obviously. The Dolphins are stacked if they figure out the quarterback situation. The Patriots don't have a quarterback, if you ask me, but for some reason always play tough. And then you got the Buffalo Bills that obviously are going to be the odds-on favorite, I guess. So, I don't know. I, I'll be honest with you. I just don't think one man should hold the entire NFL hostage, but I feel like he has, and I'll be honest with you, I hope he falls flat on his face. So do I. I mean, it would be great because New York would even be more pissed. So good luck to all that. Yeah. Um, all those fans yeah. would be so pissed at Aaron Rodgers. Oh, my God. Hey, be so great. Before we do anything, let's talk about the Detroit Lions. So the Lions just signed last night um, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, obviously, they signed David Montgomery. You and I kind of questioned that idea, but they're well, obviously... I didn't question it. I just knew that that meant Jamal Williams is no longer going to be a lion. Yeah, uh, and I mean, no offense, but Jamal Williams is better than David Montgomery. So a safety, two cornerbacks, Cameron Sutton and Emmanuel Mosley. Um, they picked a guard. Then they own pick six and eighteen. I mean, that's that's awesome to have those mm-hmm, two picks yeah. in the first round, forty-eight and fifty-five in the draft. Hearing that Aaron Rodgers is gone, um, obviously um, Chicago's banking on the, I mean, all their draft picks. But, I mean, Chicago won't be good this coming no, year. But the tide has Maybe turned. in two years that they could be I mean, right now. The Packers I, are done. The Vikings, the Vikings are trash. I mean, I think, but I think the Lions are the favorite. Yeah. I think it probably goes Lions, Vikings, maybe even Bears, then Packers. Wow. The Detroit Lions... And the only reason I say that is because I think the Bears obviously have a bright future. I mean, I know they talk a lot of trash about Justin Fields, but I don't think there's any question in my mind he's going to be a good player. Yeah, so let's talk about it. So um, the Bears, we're, we're going by who the NFL insiders are predicting had the best offseason so far. 
The Bears got DJ Moore, Deontay Foreman. Um, they obviously got some draft picks. They did lose David Montgomery, so maybe they'll be looking for a running back in the draft. I think he's, I think replacing David Montgomery isn't very difficult. No, in my I opinion. Agree. It's going to be good. The Jets got the second highest grade A plus. They got Rodgers and Lazard, of course. Um, so we've just talked about them. Um, third, the Houston Texans. Um, we're not going to waste our time, but number four, the Lions did get an A rating. Obviously, they're going to lose Jamal Williams. Um, DJ Shark's gone as wide receiver, but I don't think that hurts them much. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely looked like the Lions have overhauled. They're going to be huge pickups for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, you got what? Jamison Williams, is that the name of the core receiver? And yes. then you got Amon Ra. Mm-hmm. And then who else is there? Who's the other receiver? Oh, um, he may have caught a bunch of passes, but I can't think what his name is now. Um, but, I mean, the Lions are definitely, I think. Yeah, I mean, the, the Lions' bandwagon was already going high, and then it just got even better. I mean, obviously, the way the, the Lions wanted to make the playoffs, obviously, but the way the end of the season was phenomenal. Um, huge turnaround. I mean, it's amazing that they went from 1-6 and six to... Whatever they ended at nine and nine, or they end, they end up winning nine or ten games. I think they went nine and eight, right? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, from one to one and six to nine and eight, um, and I mean they lost to the Buffalo Bills, and it was, I mean again they easily could have won. Um, so the Lions' stock is higher than it's been probably my entire lifetime. So some other interesting picks, and then we can talk about them. Let me just name a few. The Patriots picked up Juju Smith-Schuster and Mike Gesicki, which kind of is pretty good. Uh, the Raiders are hanging all their everything on Jimmy Garoppolo. They did pick up Jacoby Myers as well. Um, the Giants got Darren Waller from those previously talked about Raiders, which I thought was a pretty interesting pickup. Um, going down the list, just want to name some. The Dallas Cowboys did pick up Stephon Gilmore, and they just picked up Brandon Cook as wide receiver. However, they did finally say goodbye to Zeke Elliott. Uh, I think that was the right decision. Yeah. The Saints picked up Derek Carr. They picked up Jamal Williams, so that's a good pickup for the running back situation. Um, they got Mike Thomas back. We'll see if he ever plays. Seems like he doesn't really play that much. <laughs> He's got bones made glass. Yeah. Um, let's see here. The Panthers picked up, obviously, Miles Sanders, Von Bell, um, Andy Dalton, um, but picked up a few of the defensive players from Cincinnati, which I think is tough. Um 49ers, not so much. The Eagles, they did pick up Rashad Penny. That doesn't scare me much. They picked up Marcus Mariota. Um, but they lost some key players. Miles Sanders, a um, couple of defensive tackles. Um, interesting. The Buccaneers, they picked up Baker Mayfield. Um, they did pick up Chase Edmonds, but yeah, they got rid of Leonard Fournette. So that's interesting. The Vikings really didn't do much, uh, but they did lose Adam Thielen, obviously. Um, the Jaguars get back Calvin Ridley after his suspension. Oh my gosh! Um, which Jaguars? Um, yeah, the Jaguars. What do you say? You got to get him back because remember he was suspended last year. I know, but he was with the Falcons before. Yeah, but he was with the Jaguars last year. He was just suspended. For yeah, Jaguars. yeah. Okay. So I mean, he's actually going to play this year for him, which I is obviously saying, no. huge. Um, Calvin Ridley. Yeah. So oh. interesting. Why has they ever got about that dude? The Colts picked up Gardner Minshew and kicker Matt Gay. Um, the Dolphins. 
Um, got Jalen Ramsey. They'll be going deep between the uprights. Yeah. They, that guy will be doing they that. picked up Jalen Ramsey, which is a Using that leg, that big leg, powerful leg. For the Dolphins. Um, they did pick up quarterback Mike White from the Jets. Um, they did obviously lose Gusecki. The Titans, um, not thrilled with anything they did this offseason. Nothing the Chargers did. The Cardinals are a disgusting franchise. The Buffalo Bills really haven't done much. Again, rumor has it that they're maybe looking at getting Zeke Elliott, which I think would be really good for their running game because it's got much nothing. And honestly, I think that might be good for Zeke too. I mean, sometimes when you're in a in a city like Dallas, where you were kind of the guy, like you were expected to be a tremendous running back and things just haven't worked out. Sometimes you just need to change a scenery. I mean, maybe, not that he's, I just think he could lose a little weight. I think that would help him. And Buffalo's like a hard-nosed town. Right? I just like, think he would be appreciated more. I think sometimes you just need a change of scenery. It kind of helps with momentum and in, in the confidence in yourself. And also just, I mean, he'd be the guy. All right. He doesn't have to compete to to be the guy. I just think I think that would be good for both ends of the, yeah. the, the acquisition. And the worst two grades, according to the sporting news, the day of the Baltimore Ravens, a D, because they've picked up no one. Yeah. We'll talk about that in a second. And of course, the Green Bay Packers, yeah. um, losing Aaron Rodgers and at, um, Al Lazar. It's honestly amazing. Think about how far the Lions have jumped up the leaderboard. And honestly, like in like just the power of like or the like the power standings, or whatever you want to call it. I mean, the, the Lions might be in the top. I would say they have to be probably almost in the top ten. Where two years ago, they were undoubtedly probably last. And you think about the Packers being in last? I mean, the Packers are, their future, I don't even want to know about. It's got to be ugly. I'm glad I'm not a Packers fan. Cardinals, I mean, honestly, I'm not even sure the Cardinals have a future. Maybe yeah, I have to just I don't know. build an expansion team and just replace them with the Cardinals because the Cardinals are in that bad was so shape. so high not too long ago. Yeah, what was it? Started last year, they were 7-0? Yeah, and... <laughs> oh, boy. I mean, All things have changed. Watt was there, or Murray, yeah. and... All I can say is... they were high on Cliff Kingsbury in the calendar year later. I'm assuming in Southeast Asia, we don't know. Um, But the bottom line is, the NFL is really interesting how these teams have gone so 360. I mean, the Jets just two years ago were a laughing stock. And I mean, then you got a team like the Cleveland Browns. I mean, I don't know what they are. They've Um, almost like gone in neutral. They're not in drive or reverse. Yeah, I feel like them and the Steelers really haven't made any noise. That yeah. whole division, I don't think, has gotten any better. Some of the Steelers have a brighter future than the Browns. Yeah, I mean, the Browns, the Steelers are always going to be tough. But I'm saying, like, key pickups, you don't hear yeah. much about them. The Ravens, obviously, there's uh, nobody knows what the hell they're doing with Lamar Jackson. And then you got the Bengals that lost quite a few defensive but players. I tell you what, though, they picked up Orlando, Orlando Brown, I think his name was. Oh, yeah, yeah. The yeah. offensive lineman, um, I think that's a huge pickup for them. Obviously, that was the position that they needed was offensive line. Yeah. Um, they've got the receivers. They've got a good tie down. They've obviously got Joe Burrow. Um, offensive line just needed a few. Oh, I think the Bengals are still the team to beat. They're pretty much the only team in that division that's done anything. But the rest of the division just looks like a dumpster fire right now. Yeah, they've done neither. None of the teams have done um, anything. And I mean, Lamar Jackson is was probably one of the most electrifying players in the NFL, if not the. And nobody wants him. Yeah. What the hell is going on? Deshaun Watson ruined, the Cleveland Browns ruined every quarterback. He did, because nobody's going to give a quarterback that runs that kind of money because of the fear of injury. Yeah. I think Joe Burrow would get that money. No doubt about well, it. I mean, look at Patrick Mahomes. He did because he doesn't play. I mean, he runs the ball, but not like, he's not Lamar Jackson, obviously. Now, let me tell you, the Jimmy Garoppolo move to Oakland gets me 
pretty excited because you know how I was on the Raiders last year. I think Jimmy Garoppolo might just do it. What do you think? No. No? Who's Who do they have? Devontae Adams? That's it? A great running back? Josh Jacobs? I don't know if they resigned him. Yeah, I was say, I don't know if he's signed with them. Well, that's okay. They can get somebody else. They can go get Zeke Elliott. No, he's going to the Bills. That's all right, but imagine Zeke in Vegas. He'd have a lot more fun. Yeah. I am not high on the Raiders. I'm going to tell you right now, if I had to pick a Super Bowl contender right now, folks, they might be in my final four. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. So, you can... Kiss me now and say I'm a fool. But. <laughs> Probably go in 17 because of you. No, they're not. Raider fans are going to be after me if um, I put the jinx on them. So, yeah, you did this year. Um, so, obviously, we are getting closer to the draft. The Panthers now own the number one pick. They seem to be high on C.J. Stroud. For some reason, the Panthers like C.J. It seems like over everybody else. Um, well, so, why wouldn't you? Well, there's other great quarterbacks in this class. Who are you taking over C.J. Stroud? And if you say something a stupid, I'm going to tell you. A certain somebody from Alabama? You think Bryce Young is better than C.J. Stroud? All the NFL talent. Oh, um, GMs no, that. he's not better than C.J. Stroud. First off, he's five foot, like, nine and well, 160 can I just pounds. I one thing? I did watch C.J. Stroud yesterday in the um, Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl every play, and he did look pretty good in that bowl game, I'm not going to lie. Um, if, if I had the first pick and if I felt like I needed to go quarterback, CJ Stroud is who I'm picking. He has the NFL body, and he, he's very extremely accurate. And, I mean, he's been making NFL throws. So and he did show in the Peach Bowl that he can't yeah. get away from pressure if yeah. need be. I mean, obviously he's not Lamar Jackson, but... They better get him some offensive line now yeah. because he can't be running for his life or he'll be yeah. killed. So, I mean, I guess that's any quarterback, though, in the NFL. Yeah, so I, I don't understand why people are higher on Bryce Young than C.J. Stroud. That's just my opinion. I think C.J. Stroud is a tremendous uh, quarterback. And I think he can sideway from Kentucky? Oh, I forgot about Will Levis, yeah. He, no, I changed my mind. He's my number one overall pick. No, he sucks. Wow. So, there's a lot going on here in the NFL. I mean, with the draft coming up, and we still don't know where maybe – the two most talked about quarterbacks in the NFL, seriously, Aaron Rodgers and Lamar Jackson, other than Patrick Mahomes maybe, are probably the two most talked about quarterbacks. And we don't know where they're playing next year. Nope. We don't know if they're going to play. Well, I, think I, think, still, I, mean, I think Aaron Rodgers will go to the Jets. I think that's a pretty safe bet. The Lamar Jackson situation, I don't know. Because I don't, I don't think you can just go back to the Ravens and just act like everything's fine. Like I don't think he's going to just give up on that. I mean, and then is it because he doesn't have an agent that it's so weird? I mean, I don't totally get it. Yeah. I mean, I know his mom's his agent, but that's kind of weird. I mean, that's like kissing your cousin, I feel like. I've heard that reference before. You have? Yeah. In, like, sports or something like that. Well, they used to say a tie is like kissing your cousin. I know, but I've heard that reference from someone. Maybe it's like somebody in the golf in the golf world. I think it was when I was watching the players. One of the guys on the golf channel. Is it Frank? Uh, Novel? I think he said it. Something Why about, did he say it? Though? I don't know. I think it was like he had like a... I think it was when the pin was on the left on one of the first two days and somebody hit it way to the right and he had to put it down the hill. And then he had like a six-footer that was a left-to-righter and he just missed it. And he said like, that's like kissing your cousin or something like that. <laughs> I swear he said that. Well, okay, folks. I'm going to find it if I can. We had a lot of NFL action. There's a lot to come. Obviously, the, the draft coming up, 
It's always fun to see where some of those biggest names that you know in college football, where they're going to end up. How do you spell that? Oh, not, not below. So it's definitely going to be an exciting time for us to continue to talk NFL. Boom. Has the Michigan spring season started yet? Yeah, started already. So any big news coming out so far? Um, a couple of their transfers, I think, will be. I think offensively, this, there's, there's, I mean, they returned both their star running backs. Quarterbacks returned. Receivers, the only one they lost was Ronnie Bell and then one to a transfer portal, but it was because he wasn't playing. Tight end. Tight end, they already had Colson Loveland. Tight end would be the only position I would say that they probably would be looking to um, be looking to guys that haven't really had any experience. Offensive line, this might even be better than it was less last year. So, um, Folks, we're talking college football. Wow. Yep. Ohio State spring season's out of the way. Kyle McCord looks like the front runner right now to take over the quarterback situation. A couple new safeties and defensive backs are just apparently really electrifying on the back end of the defense. So we'll see. We'll talk more spring football as time goes on as well. But we had to mention it for a quick second. And then, of course, Stephen did bring up the Players' Championship. Scotty Scheffler has now solidified himself as the best player in the world. Um, just a few weeks before he defends his title at Augusta National. Um, really, it was it was kind of a snoozer. The players is usually one of the most exciting tournaments, and um, it just wasn't as exciting. Scott, Scotty dominated and took over. Um, Jordan Spieth. I mean, it almost got interesting for a second, and then it didn't. Yeah. Jordan Spieth has played well the last three weeks, but found a way to kind of choke it down two of those last three weeks. Rory McIlroy has a great tournament and then really struggles at the players. He says a lot of it is because of the stress he's under as he's continuing to fight with the PGA Tour against Live Golf. Oh, I thought it was weird. I watched Thursday round. Looked I watched Rory. It looked like he had a haircut in about two months. And then Friday he comes out and it looks like he just got a huge. I mean, he looked like he almost went bald. Wouldn't you want to get the haircut before you start the tournament? Well, I surely want to get one in the middle of it. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like he came out Thursday looking like he had a mop on his head, and then he gets a haircut either Thursday before the, after the round or Friday morning. Like, get the haircut before. He looked a lot better after the haircut than he did before. Get the haircut, look good, feel good, play good, you probably would have won the, the, the players. Well, next time we got to get ready to do our Masters pre But you know what? Maybe it's also him building himself up to the Masters because we know that's the major he needs to win. It is. Live Golf had a four-man playoff yesterday. The, the fight is on. How about Fred Couples, though? That man is crazy. So if they want to pay billions of dollars to see um, Phil Mickelson shoot 73, 74, so be it. Yeah. And um, he called Sergio Garcia nut job, I yeah. think. That was um, a good one. That might have been one of the better little quick. I'm going to be honest with you. Fred Couples is combinations on the whole LIV thing. That was that was a good one. I'm Fred not gonna Couples lie. has some cojones because... In a couple funny. weeks, he's going to be sitting at dinner with these guys that he called nut job, nut bag, crazy guy. He don't even care. No. I think the whole golf world would defend Fred. That's thing. That's probably why. I mean, it's going to be interesting, folks. Um, let's be honest. When we do our Masters preview, it boils down to that. I mean, they're going to literally... How is CBS going to cover this in terms of live versus... We just need someone to... Bring in a camera or a mic and just let it play all night so we can at least hear what's going on. I mean, this is going to be, this is this is exciting. I can't wait to do the Masters preview. Um, 
Got a longer 13th hole. Sounds like for the most part, pretty much most the same. The azaleas are already blooming, so Augusta will not be pretty in pink. It'll be basically green, um, but it's going to be pretty exciting to see um, and talk. And, of course, anybody from LIV wins, and the golf world's going to have egg on its face. So um, you're not just playing for a green jacket. You're not just playing for history. You're playing for the pride of the PGA Tour you're and playing. all the people that came before you. That's right. And I've been doing a lot of retweeting. They already got the bleachers going up in Italy for the Ryder Cup coming up. I mean, this is going to be exciting. We got golf really in about two weeks when the Masters comes. It's going to go full throttle. We're going Masters. The next month we're going PGA. Next month we're going U.S. Um, Open. US Open. The British Open. Next month, month we're going the British Open. We got four majors with Tiger Woods. Then we'll have the playoffs. And then September will come the Ryder Cup. So there's a lot going on. And, I'm um, sure there'll be a lot of drama with LIV before that before that all ends. And LIV, but I will say something about LIV lately. The players are playing a different game right now. They are the guys who are they're interviewing about the PGA. They're saying really nothing. You know, oh, we don't have a problem with them. Oh, you know, we're they're our lifelong friends. I feel like LIV is setting something up. We'll see, but they've been real. Um, for the most part, uh, quiet. pretty quiet. Again, though, some of their bigger stars that were controversial, the Reeds, the DeChambeaus, they're struggling so bad, I don't think they can open their mouth. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're shooting way over par with just 48 players in the field. You put 144 players in, they may not, they wouldn't be making cuts. No. So they're lucky. I bet they, they made the cut it. at LIV, though. That's true, folks. That's true. So, um... Not next week, but the week after, we'll have our Masters preview. Oh, I already got my Masters pick. I've already decided I know who's going to win the Masters. I'm I not, hope I know who wins the Masters. I'm not going to tell you who. $150 bet on it, and I will be a happy person. <laughs> we'll see. Um, when we started this show, the Toledo Rockets were within a spitter's catch of Tennessee, and now it has... Snowballed a little. Yes. It has avalanched, folks, as the Rockets are down 30, 30 points. Wow. That just shows you. I mean, the I'll Rockets, tell you what, though. I mean, Tennessee has shot the lights out. They've made everything. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's – it's just – I would love to see them. And, I mean, obviously, if you get a wide-open shot, you're more likely to make it. But, I mean, i tell you what. They've had – I mean, Toledo's played well. I mean, it's just – Tennessee, it was their day. Um, I think Toledo could have hung with them. Yeah. But it was just their day. I also think it's different when you get to play at home. I mean, I would have liked to have seen this game in a neutral location and see what happens, too. So Yeah, I think Toledo, um, they, you can't say anything about them. They've made the tournament. They've yeah, won 29 games. games 29 games. Beat Michigan at Michigan. I mean, they have they, are, they should be so proud of that season. That and I had. think they got their whole team coming back. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't think any of them are, because I think, obviously, they get the COVID year, too, so I think they get a good another year to play. Honestly, I think they're all back, though. Yeah, I think they should be good. Mac player of the year comes back. Um, I'm not assuming Trisha Culp will be back again. Um, Toledo would be stupid to ever let her go, um, if they can do anything about it, so. I tell you, the Rockets have, I think, you win the game you won, you get your team coming back, and if you have another season, there's a good chance you might get higher than a 12 seed next time. Yeah, I, I think the only thing that they can do is just, I don't know what their schedule looks like next year, but if they can play maybe a, a Power 5 school, hopefully maybe even twice, um, 
I just think that's what they have to do. They have to probably play one to two Power 5 schools and then almost go undefeated for them to get any respect. Well, folks, it's been one full hour of action-packed sports. We probably could have talked another hour, but no one's going to listen to a two-hour podcast. So we'll stop here. We made our picks to go um, this weekend. Next week, we'll check on them. We'll see if there's any more news in the Aaron Rodgers, um, Lamar Jackson. 17 days till Masters Thursday. We will definitely got a lot to say about the Masters and the golf world coming up. World golf match play this week. Um, so that'll be interesting. Always a little bit different than stroke play. Um, and next so, time you guys hear from us, you'll, you'll know the, uh, what, what the final four. Yep. Yeah. We'll so final we'll have the final four set. Um, and it'll be, I'm sure just as fun it is as it is every year. And so just make some more wrong picks. <laughs> yeah. So, until then, we'll see you next time. Yeah.